I, I want you to submit to your will that you were wrong. And if I have to do this by torture, by shoving it down your throat, then I would be more than happy to do so. Jaime. Is that right? I mean, I mean like it, it puts the Arby's in the mouth or <laughs> else he goes into the shed again. Listen, am I Rihanna? Because I like the way it hurts. I I admit. I admit. Arby's came out of left field. I don't know what the fuck they're doing. They, they come out with wings now. They got like the burger. They got, uh, apparently they got my attention with some lemonade. A burger yes. made yeah. out of Wagyu beef. That is against the rules. That is cheating. It is against. The I agree. If I have Wagyu beef, it's not going to be in a burger. I want the actual meat meat. No, who takes Wagyu beef and grinds it up into ground beef? Uh, yeah. Who, do, who does that? Why in a burger? <laughs> it doesn't make any goddamn sense. This is Arby's. We're not talking about like Burns over here. We're talking about Arby's. <laughs> they have the meats. I'm they sure. Have, like- they have the absolute meats. But I'll give it to them. The madman, the men, men did it. They did it. Those those crazy some bitches did it. I, I mean, after you showed me that one, either TikTok or Instagram, of another like podcast that T- is TikTok. ran by two brothers. It yes. was TikTok. Okay. Yes. Right. Um. They actually put Arby's on the spot, and it blows up for them. Like it really is. It takes off. Look, if they all it took for me to convince all of you to like try Arby's like live on the podcast, and if that's all it took for you to understand, I wouldn't believe you because I think you would call me a goddamn liar because of it. <laughs> goddamn liar. Now I can vouch that Maddie, out of every single person that I've known since living in this planet, he's the only one that would vouch for Arby's time and time again. I will do it as a comedic bit. And be like, well, maybe I like Arby's, but deep down inside, other than the curly fries, God bless them for having co- uh, Pepsi products. They don't really got nothing else going on. But, but apparently, yeah, as you can see, you know, they got some class now. They got some, they got you know, spicing up the joint. But Maddie's been a day one. Potato follower. cakes slap. Potato cakes slap. The beef and cheddar is an absolute. I've heard. Classic. I've heard of, yes, I heard the legend of the beef and cheddar. I did not know they had the cakes. Hell, I've been also lobbying also to the fact that Arby's could participate in the chicken sandwich wars. I was going to say that. Their signature one, right? is the chicken bacon Swiss. Like wow. That's their signature. My favorite sandwich used to be the chicken cordon bleu, which is only a seasonal uh, option. You, sh- you shut the front door. I mean... <laughs> they they have as much variety as you would have your average Wendy's. Absolutely, and I mean, listen, let's let's not say that they're gonna take down Wendy's, but they they no. they won their spot in the chicken sandwich wars. I'm, I'm surprised we didn't even look to see if they had anything available back then. You're you're already going to you know put people off of the show after gaining some more listeners after this weekend by saying that we're going to allow Arby's in the chicken sandwich wars. I don't see why how does, we how does the roast beef represent chicken? We let the monstrosity <laughs> of McDonald's and the rest of the competition in. That's true. That's, that's <laughs> absolutely true. 
<laughs> oh, McDonald's is such shit now. I, I refuse to even. It uh, wasn't the remix that we expected from the chicken sandwich. Hell no. Hell no. And even that lost its quality of product. And listen, McDonald's had the best chicken sandwich when it was the. Um, when the, it dropped. No, no. When the, before they did the whole. Before Popeyes came on the map, they had a, a version of a chicken sandwich. Are you it talking about the, the hot and spicy McChicken? No, no. This one was the premium where you, you get in the combo, but it was like artisanal. Oh, oh, you're talking about the one time where they did like the club chicken sandwiches. Yeah, it was like the artistic. It was like a certain kind of bread and a certain kind of like ranch and tomato and lettuce. That's the only time I could say that they perfected a chicken sandwich, a fast food place perfected it because they, it, it was always right. It was never wrong. It was never off. They I'm not going to lie to you, Jaime. Those were shit too. <laughs> Compared to what they had at that moment, that was the best one. Yeah. No, we're not talking about there. Chick-fil-A. We're talking about like a fast food, Burger King, Wendy's, McDonald's. Even though Wendy's, they, they kept changing, but they still were a little bit consistent with their chicken sandwich. They were. Right. Right. Yeah. But still, and that, you know, war, war never changes. <laughs> no, what? Hey, all is fair in love is war in the chicken sandwich. War. <laughs> I mean, there's going to be a brand new episode sometime this year. We actually, you know do it live literally the entire episode is going to be the chicken sandwich wars it'll return we're 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 hung up on the meme wars right now and you know you you have your day in the sun to actually break deal in the meme wars for it so thanks for uh filling in for uh tv shoes by the way listen tv found out about the heat he got a little excited he was like you know game six i have a couple drinks in me i'm gonna go to germany he's in germany he's like fuck game seven I don't know how I'm going to get back home, but I'll figure it out. He found out the heat loss, and he's like, I'm moving to Munich, and we haven't seen him since. What did you just call it? Munich. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, the ESO comes the, out hard. You already know. The public school system did fail you. Huh? It, it failed me hard. It, it absolutely did. Listen, George Bush said they left nobody behind, but they left me behind. <laughs> he's not wrong, dude. <laughs> he's absolutely... He's out of line, but he has a point. (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) This has been Esther Road TV Pod. (laughs) I immediately regret this decision. (laughs) This this episode is going to be at the the Patreon only. (laughs) At least it's not a lost episode. Am I right, Jaime? That's right. Am I right? Yeah, we're still looking for it. No, there's two of them now. <laughs> there's two of them? Are you collecting yeah. these like rare Pokemon cards? They're going to appear no, like every so often? No, sir. It's gotta, there's got to be at least one a year. <laughs> at this one rate. a year. That's this tradition. <laughs> hey, Alexa, turn into the Espro TV podcast. <laughs> How's the shed? You doing okay out there?
listen, sometimes it'll be getting hot. The summer, the summer's approaching. Um, I'm not saying maybe maybe someone could sponsor the pod, but we could get some Ryobi or something else, like you know, them AC portable ACs connected to like your drill or something where you're not using it. <laughs> My drill. Yes, the Ryobi. You realize drill. that the drill runs on batteries, right? <laughs> Well, like how how does this uh, explain to me how this works, Pee Wee Herman? On you okay. know how an AC would run on a drill. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go I'm gonna go into the to the office, your office, yeah, you and, do at home, and I'm gonna get your Game Boy. I'm gonna flip it over. I'm gonna steal its batteries and put it in mine, and I'm gonna have the shed running on AC because the, the, that that summer be listen be too much. I'll be dying of dehydration, dehydration in the shed, and I look at Maddie over there with a butt, butt light, like enjoying life. <laughs> Where are you getting the beer, Jaime? I don't know, but that's what I'm asking. <laughs> I'm dying of a heat stroke. You are just drinking away. <laughs> you always are dying of some sort of stroke. <laughs> you don't Jaime. know what you saw, Jaime. <laughs> it's that heat. <laughs> Perhaps you're, you know, having some sort of uh, visions of grandeur and hallucinations. Yes. Probably spending way too much time in the desert. Speaking of deserts, we returned to the desert planet of Tatooine with the We did. Current series on Disney Plus that has been long anticipated with the Obi Wan Kenobi television series. Uh you said you watched this, right? Yes, I saw both episodes. You saw both episodes. Yeah, blown away, blown away. I I find it absolutely um, substantial that they have catered a great deal of fan service into this series, and it's not hard to realize that from just watching the trailer alone. You know, in the timeline where this is going on, after the Clone Wars after the prequels and right before the original saga, mm-hmm. you know, you're seeing how everything is going to shape up at everyone, everyone, whether yep. you're a star Wars fan or not, you've always been curious on how this exact story unfolds. Wouldn't you agree? Yes. A hundred percent. I honestly, I would rather them do, these type like the Mandalorian, the Book of Boba Fett, and this one will be one as f- films before they did the um not the the old trilogy, not the uh, Rise of the Skywalker, um mm. all those those three I would completely understand if they took them out and they just like continued building from that from you know the original trilogy from that one from there on. I see what you mean. Yeah, no, I, I, I see exactly. I would go that route and then expand to the future. Do you think? I mean, it, it's pretty obvious that these series alone were the saving grace of a lot of movies that have been, you know, criticized for yes. what they were. Yes. You know, I think the only one people are happy with was Rogue One. Like I didn't realize yeah, this until I was true. like, you know, out of everything Rogue One was the only one, and that was again connected to the original trilogy. Yeah. No. Again, this is another bridged gap film that is happening in the same Time- timeline as you know Obi Wan Kenobi, even though like we're seeing young Princess Leia 
now. But we never versus, saw. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. You're absolutely right. We saw Luke, uh, a little bit of like what Luke was, but we never saw Princess Leia. We just saw her getting kidnapped, captured, and then we go from there. Right. I'm I'm really thrilled on how the last episode ended, you know, mm-hmm. with the teaser of showing Darth Vader cuz yes. yes. It's it's absolutely insane. The emotion. He's Obi-Wan scared because he knows how powerful he is. Oh yeah. No, and he knows how weak Obi-Wan knows how weak he is. Yeah, it's 10 years. And he hasn't yeah. really, I mean other than Couple Ewoks. I don't think. I don't think he's seen much action. Nah, son. <laughs> you see, you see him do hand to hand combat because he can't necessarily use the force, right? right yeah. He's not using a lightsaber either, and um, he's just—he's nothing because it's—it's it's true what they say. If you don't use it, you lose it, yeah. and um, he—he's—he's he's hurting because of it. So it's it's going to be interesting on how the next story. episode goes on. Yeah. They did really well. Isn't I mean, I think at one point Disney was really scared of what was next for Star Wars. They didn't know what was hitting cuz they just dropped a couple movies that backfired on them. Wasn't what they ex- thought would be and then these shows saved it. Yeah, don't get me wrong, dude. This exact series had multiple pushbacks, a lot of delays. Um, they even had to push back the release date. That's the reason why we had a double-dipped episode premiere yeah. uh, on Friday when this released. So, you know, what everybody's going to anticipate not just you know what they're catering to the fan service, the return of a lot of major actors and actresses. Mm-hmm. It's 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 really going to be thrilling on how they're going to lead into a new hope with everything that falls into place, and it's it's really interesting. And I, I cannot wait for this series to finish. I mean, it's it's already a third over. It's only going to be six episodes. Oh right, yeah, like a moonlight kind of thing. Yeah, mm. and I I think it's really going to be short lived. Okay. Like I don't see them. I, I find it impossible that they're going to do another set of episodes after this one season. Yeah, I mean, think about it. I mean, it's been ten years. We kind of see, you know, what Luke would be i mean mm-hmm. we see him we already see it we know what happens in the movie this is kind of like right. you know all right i'm gonna start training i'm gonna start getting back into right. it and then we see him you know age a little bit more but well, back when uh empire or back at empire we watched uh the two episodes me and mandy Hitake, and she's asking like so many questions and i'm like do you not remember any of these events that take place she's like no not really and so we we did the deep plunge. Nice. We started at episode one, and that. we've been yeah. watching the whole thing. Yeah, dude, we we did the deep plunge, and the thing right, is, yeah. she stopped several times to ask like so many questions, <laughs> like why is this this? Why is it's, this yeah, that? It's, it's like, well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
It's it's pretty entertaining. Order sixty six, man. I still think that's the greatest. Even Bro, though- I gotta tell you, the way how this episode begins with you know Order sixty six echoing in the Jedi yeah, Temple in the background, yeah, that, that was crazy. It's fucking scary. And what's what's more than sad, one the one of the things that I read on Twitter is just the beginning of Kenobi in Episode One just hit too close to home. Yes, of what happened in our political climate last week? Yes, like I it's saw just that. It, I mean, it, had to, it just had to be bad timing, and I mean that that I mean we all know what happened in Star Wars, but I think showing Order sixty six going on with the kids, the Jedi kids, and all that, I think they had to show it. To show why Obi Wan's like away from like ten years, why he's he doesn't want to talk to no other Jedi, why he wants to be alone. Yeah, like, this series is not going to be a happy series. Yeah, so I mean, like it was just bad timing, unfortunately. But like you said, I mean that if take away that part that would happen in real world, and they just dropped it, that was one of the best intros. You could see the lightsabers mm-hmm. in the background, just one by one disappearing as the kids were running away. Yeah, it's it's kind that of was, that was some detail. I was like, God damn, kind of scary. <laughs> Disney, this you? <laughs> yeah, should have saw HBO. <laughs> you wish it was HBO, right? Right. <laughs> Don't show the whole massacre. God damn. <laughs> yeah. No, it's weird. Red, What's red absolutely red worse about the internet too is just the re- fan reaction already. Oh, yes. Just, like there's I mean, there's never a positive fucking thing said about anything about the fan base and star wars fans ruin star wars yeah dude yeah dude i mean like me as a pokemon fan and you know insert any athletic team that you would be a fan of right Mm -hmm. you Mm -hmm. can notice the toxicity of fanship regardless of what it is look when batman came out yeah Yeah, but you know People Listen, were like going you know, off Bell and, and right, but like as as divided as Batman is, it's or it's got it's got sanctions for yeah. you know. But yeah, but I understand where you're going with the, with yeah with the Star Wars. I mean, we, they wrote it themselves. No, it's just the fans are never happy, and They'll you know they always something. want to be out of pocket by being a piece of shit. Oh, for sure. They're already harassing the woman. Uh, I gotta look up her name. Give me a minute. Really, they, they they're going all the, out their way to harass. That's why I threw that up on Twitter, bro. Man, and like I thought they something... said some racist, condescending shit. Wow. I, and now, say I, 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 back in there, I would say, well, maybe you know, it could have been the Trekkies, but I mean, I don't think they'll stuff this low. <laughs> See, but that's the thing, though, Trekkies are nowhere near the caliber of being that down in the dirt kind of fans because there has been variety of ethnicity on in their universe. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Star Wars tries their hand in that. And all of a sudden they want to give Moses Ingram Mm -hmm. the, all of, you know, the, the bullshit and the, like, what's sad is that this will never end for Star no, Wars fans. No, no. They, they they said this about Kelly Marie Tran mm. uh, when she played her role in yep. the Disney saga. Um, they've gone after Jake Lloyd 
from the prequels. They went after Hayden Christensen. It's amazing how this man has taken his pride and continued to fulfill his role in this film series or not this film series, this television series. It's awesome that he came back, but the fans out of pocket for what they're saying to Moses Ingram is unacceptable. Yeah. I mean that, that is uncalled for, but like you said, what do you, what do you expect? They're very toxic. They think, you know, star Wars is the gift from, you know, the gods that, you know, anything wrong with it, they'll, you know, they'll let you know, but if it's not in their image, they'll have, they say there's hell to pay. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. They, cause they think, or they see, you know, the whole franchise as one point of view. And if anything changes that, then it's obviously, you know, I'm going to go attack and change it and make it, you know, mine again. It's, it's very close minded. Yeah. It's it's an awesome franchise. If you think about it, I love the story, love the lore, but you know, Star Wars fans killed Star Wars. That is very fucking true. Uh, to an extent, there's like, you know, John Favreau and the, you know, Filoni bringing back their vision is basically the fans who are, you know, putting the pieces back together. But it's just, it's, it's really hard to create stories when, when the fanship just refuses to, you know, get on board and, and it sucks. It really does suck. It does. It does. It's disgusting. Well, I, I really hope this series, you know, turns out for the better rather than turning out for the worse. Oh, I, I think so. I mean, Disney knows what, what they're doing now. And- oh yeah. No, that's for sure. After the change of pace of what happened with the other series, I think they're pretty grounded of exactly what they want. Ah. Uh, how they want to do it as yeah, well, and, and they see the success with Marvel. So I would, I would hope they'll let, um, you know, creativity run wild with Star Wars and do a bunch yeah. of stories and everything that we haven't seen like they're doing now. Yeah. So I know you, uh, you were uh, doing a little something. I mean, I I've always been putting you on with it because yes. I know you sweat me over the fact that you want to take on a music festival head on. You want to experience for yourself. Yes. I I tell you, man, every year when it comes around sunset music festival for, you know, Tampa. Yeah. And And, it's always um, wrong with me. I I, I mean, dude, I tell you every year, every year. And this was the big year for it. You should have fucking filled out for it. I even had a ticket with your name on it. I know you had a couple. But what's what's going on with these? Uh, a bunch of artists that didn't that didn't show up, bro. Let, let me break this down, okay? Yeah. For starters, when they first announced, you know, phase one mm-hmm. with um, the initial lineup. This was like late February, early March. Okay. And then they had yet to reveal Skrillex, which was the big one. Okay. All right. Headliner. Yeah. And the thing is, when Skrillex was revealed in phase two, everybody was hyped and everybody, you know, believed that the tickets for this festival would sell exception because this is you know the first big time that skrillex is at any other 
festival that isn't EDC. Yeah. Or a big name one, mind you. Right, right. And even more so, he was announcing new music, which everybody was just absolutely hyped for. This is a dude who hasn't really been in in the game for at least a decade. I mean, he's doing a lot of stuff. He was producing. He discovered Zoo, who has taken the EDM game by force. And, you know, he even did a reunion tour with his original band. Right? At least the beginning of May, he announces that he's pulling out of this festival, an additional one that was in Detroit, Michigan. I forget the name of the festival for the hell of me, but it was, you know, happening roughly around the same time. And he just announces that he can't do it. And what, what sucks is, is that this dude was considered a prodigy, especially from, you know, the dubstep point of view. Like, this was one of the first big major names since, you know, EDM was taken over the spotlight in, you know, the late 90s, early 2000s. Okay. So, Skrillex delayed his comeback and, you know, to not start it early enough. That pissed a lot of fans off and, of course, made the value of this festival go down as well. Oh, okay. Another dude who I'm putting on the spot, his name was revealed during phase one. And by the time phase two rolled around, he removed his name off of the set list. What's kind of bullshit is that I think when Skrillex found out he wasn't on the lineup anymore then he probably you know said that no i'm not gonna do this either yeah diplo who is Mm -hmm. probably also just as big as a name as skrillex yeah for sure and they've collabed especially under jack U, right Mm -hmm. and he also diplo has also been like another big player who collabed with another big name on this dylan francis who stayed, by the way? Mm-hmm. Dylan, Francis, Diplo, and Skrillex were basically the hard hitters in this lineup. And two out of three of the guys, you know, pulled out of it. Diplo removed Sunset Music Festival off of his tour website, too. Okay? Oh, wow. Okay. He was doing EDC the week before. And it just was gone. All of a sudden, you look at social media uh, when everything else is shaken down this weekend, and then there's Diplo featuring that there's Diplo being at Cannes Film Festival in France. The only difference is, is that the man was being fucking given a hard time out there, dude. Oh, really? He was. Yeah, he was hired to be one of the party premieres on the red carpet, mm-hmm. and they didn't allow him access. <laughs> wow. How, how do you announce that you're going to Cannes Film Festival? You're already a big enough name in EDM, especially right. from the you know your po- European point of view, right? Yeah, for sure. 
and you're not fucking <laughs> sounds like that you know you just were acting out of pocket my friend yeah, yeah. and that you Access didn't fucking no serve it <laughs> no <Yo>. <laughs> And like that's that's not even the tip of the iceberg on you know the bigger problems that are ha- at hand with Sunset. Listen, we record this show headquarters out of Tampa, Florida, basically one of the hottest cities to be in right now in the United States. Okay, shout out Lightning, shout out Tampa Tom, shout out Rays too. Shout We're still Rays. putting it down. Yeah, October's October's coming in. Yo, it's just started with summertime. Relax with that. (laughs) Relax with that. This music festival represents Tampa as a whole for their EDM scene. The problem is it's not a part of the major collective that is basically the, the main big one with Insomniac. Sunset Music Festival is ran by Disco Donnie, which yeah. is a rivaling production company of Insomniac. Oh, okay. I'm not saying that Insomniac brings out all the tricks and trades for their festivals, but you see a cool. right. You see a difference in product. You really okay. do. Okay. With the amount of Insomniac productions that I've been to, there's a lot more things that you could take advantage of and enhance your experience. You okay. really can. Uh, I'm not saying it was an overall shitty experience. Right. You could, you could tell the difference. Someone who goes to many festivals like you. Right. No, definitely. I really think there should have been a great deal of more catered service to the anniversary concept of Sunset Music Festival. Yeah, making. Making the festival, yeah, because it started 10 years ago. Not saying that it carried on, you know, the year of COVID because it was canceled, right. yeah, obviously. Yeah, as, as, you know, since it was founded or done. Right. 10 years it, now. It's, yeah. it started 10 years ago. So I, the fact that they made the festival three days was probably its biggest attempt of celebrating, you know, that major mile marker. Yeah. But... You know, I think only the VIP enhancement for the main stage was probably the best thing. The VIP at the other two stages was, you know, more than sad. Pricing for drinks was, you know, absolutely outrageous. Wow. You know, I think... I don't even have to go there with food, man. It's it's always it's always a rip off with food. It's oh, just like going yeah. to a stadium experience. Oh yeah. And yeah. the quality of food is garbage. Listen, if you're going to one of those like independent uh vendors or a food yeah. truck, they're the ones who are actually, you know, making it work. I wow. mean, they had New York New York pizza there, which is, you know, one of the First. Tampa signatures. Yeah. And um uh, that's always a good choice. But you know that it's also expensive there too. They, oh, yeah. you they just take advantage some, of those prices. They yeah, really do, ju- man. You just know that some girl out there surviving on a bottle of water and a chicken tender, still going strong. Bro, you have no idea. <laughs> I know I did not eat once when I was there. <laughs> <You> see, <laughs> I did not eat. People were giving me bites of their food, and I'm like, you know, yes, yes, energy. <laughs> <laughs> I actually am ashamed of myself, dude, because um, 
the melon stand that was there, it's like a melon smoothie type thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I kept telling myself, like, I want one of those because I know they fucking make a good-ass smoothie. And I didn't get one. And those were hella good. I absolutely love those. I had those at Okeechobee, and that's a hella good stand. Oh, I can imagine. Uh, I know they yeah. were at Forbidden Kingdom, but I, I'm, I'm ashamed of myself for uh, – Definitely not getting one. Shout out to anybody I ran into at Sunset Music Festival. If you got a psychedelic sticker from Sunset Music Festival and you started listening or subscribing to it because of it, awesome. If you even like complimented or purchased or traded candy with me at Sunset Music Festival, awesome. Welcome to the show. Welcome EDM fam. Thanks for growing the family with it. Uh, we're definitely going to put you on for, you know, shows and, you know, major discussions in the EDM world because, you know, it's, it's one thing that I realized when I turned 30 this month is, um, basically it is the song, uh, the genre of music of my generation, dude, because I'm just as old as you know edc being celebrated yeah Yeah, like the genre of music has been around for a long fucking time for sure so it's it's very cool to be a part of it and to grow with it as a whole i i absolutely love it and yeah yeah, dude, you you definitely need to fucking take advantage of it at least once dude if you are still kicking it in ebor every once in a while it doesn't hurt to go to the Ritz Theater to see a show once. You know what I okay. mean? Yeah. Like I'll put you on to anyone who's good who rolls through, and I say like, "This is worth you know the show." Right, checking out and stuff. Okay. Yeah. yeah and yeah. it's like you know, it's more than feasible to check it out as well. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure, for sure. Look down. Shout out to uh, Manny Hatake and uh, Sailor Luna. They uh they kept you alive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's there you know Devers was there. Okay. Ripper was there. There was you know those people chilling with that right. posse. It was it was definitely a good bit. We got to meet Baldy. We met the crew of Mersive. It, it okay. was it was a dope. It was a dope feel. Okay. The uh, foreigners, they showed up. Yeah, dude. Um, oh, shit. Look Izzy Takamoto the was there. Yeah, um, shout out, met up shout with out. him. I didn't get to see Rob the Noob on Saturday because I was hey, on a different transcended plane. Uh, but yeah. Um, shout they, out. They shout threw out. down there too, man. Okay. Um, okay. If I didn't see you at uh, Sons of Music Festival, I'm sorry. Uh, but definitely, you know, there's more chances of raving together to come. Maddie's the Willy Wonka when it comes to candy. You gotta find them. That's absolutely right. I actually want to make a <laughs> Willy Wonka cosplay. Yeah. Whenever I return to candy. <laughs> yeah, man. No, I'm serious. I actually I'm gonna make a totem of condescending <laughs> Wonka. But there's one of them that I found of him like where it looks trippy as shit. Hey. <laughs> And like that's basically the big advertising, you know, component to like you know, trade and sell candy. 
And yes. yeah, de- no, definitely. I'm going to throw on the Wonka at least once. I'm definitely going to make it happen. Um, you ever seen for the branding show? the plural blood prince? <laughs> you ever seen the show in Adult Swim called Jail, uh, Super Jail? Yeah, I love Super Jail. Yeah, you'd be the warden. The yeah, no, I'll definitely look like the warden. <laughs> I love how the warden is basically like a combination Wonka, of Willy Wonka and Elton John. <laughs> Yo. That's exactly what he looks it like, is. dude. It is. It is. Super Jail is such a hilarious fucking yes, show. I love that show. <laughs> oh, it's so good. It's absolutely hysterical. Yeah. All right. Let's let's definitely make a major focus to you know talk about the things that I know you want to talk about, and we could definitely start about with um, the NBA finals are finally here, dude. We we, we have the matchup of a lifetime that is just absolutely extraordinary. Uh, Draymond Green called his shot and got his wish. He did. Uh, the Golden State Warriors are going to square off against the Boston Celtics. How surprising is this from your point of view based on uh, what happened in the Eastern Conference Finals? Yeah, shout out to Miami. Um, Obviously, they they played their heart out. They brought it back. I for sure gave Boston, you know, once they were up, I was like, you know, that spirit of Doc Rivers is wearing out. He's not here. He's not in the the arena. But, uh, you know, Miami, I still think they need that third player. They need a big three. They need that one extra player. Butler will put the team on his back. He, he's, you know, he's going to file workers comp, you know, broken back for carrying the team. But, you know, he, he, he needs that third player. He needs that That's third something player sure. that I could eat my words that I've stated on this pod when the playoffs began. That I, I even fronted TV by saying, like, do they have a big three now? And I guess the answer is no, because they, they Kyle Lowry. Well, okay, hold on. So Jimmy Butler and Kyle Lowry are mm-hmm. definitely two big name pieces. Yes. The yes. problem is, is that Lowry was basically out the majority of these playoffs, mm-hmm. and then you tried to fill in the third spot with Bam Adebayo, Vic Aladipo, or right. Tyler Hero. Right. Yeah, the, and and none of those yeah. names are basically, you know, the shelf for the third piece. And Joel Embiid tweeted it himself when, you know, he saw the turn of the tides is that this team needs a third player. A lot of people thought that that was him calling a shot that he was going to go to Miami, Maybe. you know, and be, and be that, <laughs> be that spot. Can, I know can we can tweeted, Bob break the curse. Yeah. Well, the process isn't going anywhere. That no, like that's the process no more, man. It's, it's Doc Rivers. I could have told you that. <laughs> Here's the real thing, though. All right, the Boston Celtics came into these playoffs as the best team that was, you know, catching fire at the right time. Yeah. They upset a favored Brooklyn squad yes. that was, you know, destined to win it all. They yes. upset the reigning champs and to making sure they don't return. And now they silence the heat who looked like just as good as a team to represent the East. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, no, I really thought the heat was going to represent the East too. Like in, in all confidence, I really thought it was going to be the heat, but 
that's that's not what it turned out to be. And Boston, you know, pulled up and definitely are represented. So this series is is really going to be more than interesting because it is definitely happening on both sides of the United States, which is why all of these games are spread so fucking far apart. Yeah, yeah. They're not even starting the series until Thursday. Right. Um, and it's it's just going to be absolutely insane. It's going to be absolutely insane. So here's a, here's a couple of things I want to um, you know bring to your attention. Mm-hmm. Um, Boston is favored right now because of you know how ahead they are, right? Especially yeah. with how they caught fire, and they're one of the very few teams that bested Golden State during the regular season. Now I yeah, understand in playoffs it's completely different. Right, but, mentality though—it has a mental aspect to it. Yeah, the one of the primary differences that a lot of the analysts have broke down is that there is not one player on this Boston roster that has Finals experience compared to this Golden State squad. Right, but Get together, yeah, Boston is favored because of how put together they are in depth compared to what Golden State has. So do you think it's favored towards Boston and Golden State is the underdog, or should it be the other way around? No, I think for right now, Golden State is not the underdog, only because we've seen and know what Golden State can do. Um, We've seen them when they were all healthy. We saw how Golden State was when their players are injured, and we saw how Golden State is when their players come back from injury. Um, they never lost it. They've had the players there. Like, they know, you know, that's the team. Um, I think they have a little bit more weight since they won championships. So Boston's coming in here um, without experience, wanting to, you know, be in the underdog and obviously going against Golden State. But I think, if anybody, they they for sure can uh, can put up a fight. And, you know, it's not, it's not going to be, Golden State walking in like it was Cleveland and just killing it within four games. Go back home. I've been calling Golden State since the very beginning of the season. You have. And I, I've i not had my doubts other than to the exposed flaws of what Golden State has. Defensively, Boston is significantly better. <laughs> and Golden State has been playing better defense in, you know, recent games. They absolutely needed the rest in order to play this Boston squad. So hopefully they didn't cool off enough and I hope Boston isn't really tired. What do you think is a bigger deal for both of these teams? Is it Boston once again challenging for the most titles of all NBA franchises or the fact that Golden State returning to the finals for the sixth time in you know less than 10 years and pretty much in the opportunity of joining the argument of being one of the greatest dynasties of you know, their time as a franchise. Yeah, I, I think Boston were coming in here trying to win it 
would mean it would mean a little bit more because like you said they have history it's a big franchise they you know they have a lot of championships um over the years you see boston trying to make it to the finals they've you know for whatever reason they've always lost they lost the final in the bubble they've tried to make it you know they've they tried and, and looks like now they actually pulled off they have a good team um you know this team doesn't have like you said experience in the finals but i think is the perfect example. They made it this far, and Golden State was like, we already saw how Golden State was injured, and they managed to come back with their old players fully, you know, fully good to go and all that. So we can see how scary they're it they are. And I think at this point, we've seen Golden State win. So if they win again, it's well, it's Golden State. But if Boston pulls the upset, what other team than than people that have first time experience? No, that makes a lot of sense. That, that makes a, a lot of sense. You look at Boston's team with Jason Tatum, Al Horford, Marcus Smart. Those are three guys that you look at. And how can you say that these players are not championship caliber uh, yeah. NBA yeah. players? Tatum, sure. Tatum wants to taste you know, the sweet juices of victory, lifting mm. that. Larry O'Brien trophy. Al Horford is definitely hungry for a championship with all the veteran leadership he has in this league. Yeah. And Marcus Smart, you know, believe it or not, if Boston pulls it out, Marcus Smart definitely makes an argument of being a legitimate point guard of his era. And, mm-hmm. you know, he's underrated. For yeah. you know his playoff he caliber, he is. He is. And then you look at the opposite side of the spectrum, where Steph Curry has the opportunity to basically challenge LeBron as one of the greatest players of all time, mm-hmm. because if he wins his fourth title, he basically does make that argument. Yeah. He, and he ties LeBron, LeBron yeah. James. Yeah. He ties LeBron James in titles. And I, I said it last week. What makes him significantly better than LeBron is that he wins them organically. Yeah. And like I said, to this day, Golden State built a team from the ground up. LeBron. Yes, Trump. they did. That was it. Like if LeBron picked up the team, picked up the players from college and said, This is the team I want to form, be like, go ahead. You know, he built it, he stayed. Obviously, a player of his caliber, you know, is gonna give a, a bigger push, but Golden State did it what you know what other every franchise should do is you know, just play the the pick games, trades, do what have you, but build a core roster and go from there. And it's nothing new to NBA fans how LeBron is considered the GM with the amount of teams that he built to win his titles. Yeah. And anyone could say, like, you know, how can you say that because of, you know, how dominant of a player he is and what talent he put around him definitely assisted him to get there. It's like, yes. For sure. Yeah. You're absolutely right. But that's the problem on why LeBron's legacy is tarnished compared to some of the greats of this era. Nobody here, right. Nobody here is dismissing the feats on how great LeBron James is. It's how he achieved his greatness for 
titles that just are not the same. Yeah. And it's another reason why basketball has changed as a whole from this entertaining value. So I I really like how Golden State looks in this series. Boston is just they've been on this entire they playoffs. They have. What do you think this series is going to go? I mean, as a as a neutral fan, I want to say let's go to Game Seven, but you know, there's just, I know a lot of people won't be able to, to handle it. <laughs> I think realistically, if if it's going to be at least Game Five or not Game Six, I ha- like realistically, I just don't know who who will get there. But I mean, it's it's a real good matchup. Like I mean, it's Golden State, Boston's hungry. You know, they've made it this far. They've you know. They still they, they got that uh that that hunger in them. Like I said, all, all the other couple of years they've been knocked out. They've they tried. They've been a contender. They've been. You're calling Boston? Out. Yes. And how many games? Huh? Boston, Boston. And how many games? If he could, they could pull in in six, if if only if Golden State is not in like on a hot streak, because I know Golden State could take them down in five. If Boston is not lot ready, like I'm talking about, like they're coming in game after game, like fumbling the ball, I could see Golden State taking it in five. But if Boston puts up any sort of fight, I think they could take it in six. No, I I see your point very much. So with Golden State, if they're immaculate, yeah, if they're like you know back then, you know, not missing nothing and well oiled machine, it's hard to beat them. Let's be honest, you know, they got Steph, they got Draymond, they got. Clay, it's Golden State. It's for a reason. But an X factor that people have also pointed out is that Golden State has been pretty bad with turnovers this year, and Boston could definitely capitalize off of them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So if Golden State executes as many turnovers as they do, then I can definitely see your uh, take with uh Yeah, Boston can Boston definitely Boston will definitely take advantage of that and and do do what I, do what they got to do because like I said, they, I think Boston could do can take it. Golden State, I still believe that Golden State's coming off that injury and their players are still trying mm, to right into that form. Now, they're still good. Don't get me wrong. Obviously, right. even from injury, they can still make it, but and they're not a hundred percent. And I think Boston, you know. If they find that weakness, they're going to exploit it. I'm going to go Golden State in seven. Yeah. I really think it goes seven games. Yeah. And it's going to definitely be more than interesting on, you oh, know. Oh, for sure. For sure. How it shapes up. I'm sticking to my gut by sticking my pick with Golden State. Yeah. And you I did, see you, it. You called it. I've, I know. Seven I, games. I said it was Bucks with the. Um, the Bulls making a deep run in the playoffs, and that didn't happen. And nope. then the Bucks, <laughs> not not you know, I I for sure didn't think they would get eliminated. I thought they'll be at least get it to the finals, right? Um, so I was way off on the picks. Um, yeah, no, that's think, that's for sure. Yeah, I didn't think the Miami would have gone that far. I think they would have gone far, but if this as soon as they brought it back with the Boston series, I I figured they will be definitely in the finals. But like I said. It just made that one missing part. Obviously, Miami's not going nowhere. They get, they got a good team to build on. Yeah, they they're just missing a piece or two. Yeah, they they they, they made it this far, you know, from the re- rebuild post LeBron. So 
other teams takes forever. That's that's for damn sure. Shout out to TV because I know he's uh, somewhere with a with a heat jersey on. So I, I still believe <laughs> weaving, we weaving in the heat jersey. That that's right. He was hello he nurse got, bought him for his birthday. That <laughs> he knows for a fact that you know he's gonna have to dry his tears with it now. Yeah, now he's, he's decorative towels. <laughs> <laughs> decorative towels. Uh, I, I know that you were probably a lot happier on Saturday with the results of what happened in Champions League. Yeah, I, it, it's a shit show. <laughs> no, <laughs> dude, it was more than a fucking shit show. I think that was also one of the most boring Champions League matches yeah, I've ever like watched. I only watched the first half. I yeah. only watched the first half, and it was just absolutely horrible. On you know how that shaped up, I really think it was just boring as all hell. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I've got every intention to believe that it was fixed, dude. I mean, I, I, I don't see how it wouldn't be. I mean, at that point, you would, I mean, once you have your singer mess up the beginning part of like the biggest competition of like the whole continent that you're doing, you already know you fucked up the whole show. Like, yeah, <laughs> well, you just true. need to stop. <laughs> you just should be like, listen, they didn't we're going to take some time. <laughs> we're going <laughs> to think it over and we're going to come back better and bigger next year. <laughs> yeah. Whatever you say. We had to move the final from, you know, Russia to Paris. To Paris. And then they still Because of, up. you know, the political frustration that is even happening in Europe right now due to <laughs> the Russian Ukraine conflict that is going on. And even more so, where that apparently the stadium in Paris had a lot of trouble running into counterfeit tickets that pretty much disallowed a lot of Liverpool fans, especially in the Liverpool supporters section. Couldn't get in. Yeah. Couldn't get in. And which resulted with the French police macing them in outside the stadium this delayed the game for at least a half hour dude this this was just absolutely i remember just you know right before we left for sunset on day two and this was part of the pregame and yet the pushback was just unfucking believable on what was you know going on yeah yeah i mean you think this is the biggest competition final you know, the whole world is seeing, regardless mm-hmm. if it's just Europe, it's the whole world. It's two big teams. They're not worldwide. And then mm-hmm. you're just going to shit, have a shit show. And then be like, this is fine. We're counting the money and the fires in the background. This is fine. This is fine. Fucking A, dude. Fucking A. I really think there probably was some back money made. You oh, know, in FIFA sure. as filthy sure. as you know FIFA is, because Real was the underdog. A lot yeah, of favoritism was to Liverpool. Every, everybody yeah. knew it, dude. They wanted Mo Salah to win it. And then it's not just Mo Salah. You know, Sane, um, Allison is you know in peak form, getting ready right. to represent Brazil mm-hmm. in the World Cup. Um, Sane also representing. Um, Sadio Mane also representing his country in the World Cup, despite Salah not you know being there. 
I mean, like, you watch that game. Defensively, both teams were pretty, you know, pretty yeah, good. Uh, yeah. But you you look at the stats, dude. Liverpool outshot Real Madrid significantly. Goalkeeper, man. It was all goalkeeper. Yeah. No, I'll I'll say it was it was just absolutely insane. And you know, the goalkeeper presence in this matchup was, you know, definitely it, it's what it's what made entertaining football because, you know, the best of the best are blocking all of those shots. Oh, for sure, yeah. You get you get the portraits there. It, I just what was his name? I wanted to see how UEFA would have been if PSG would have made it. Imagine the hard on they would have gotten. Oh yeah, especially with it happening in France and you know, in the, the capital and all that. <laughs> yeah, Me- Messi was also throwing fucking mad shade that, and, uh, and we never got to see this uh, team didn't even uh, Neymar there. reaction, the Pokemon reaction, no more. The- the surprise Neymar meme. <laughs> the Neymar meme is everything. I remember when we were at work and that shit dropped. Like, you just, I need to capture this. <laughs> I need to. <laughs> when we first saw it, you're like, the meme is bored. It was the greatest thing on the planet. This is the fifth surprise Pikachu, surprise Neymar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he couldn't believe it. <laughs> yeah, Tybalt Courtois. He's mm. fucking substantial. And you know, is Belgium's in it, right? Mm-hmm. Bel- Belgium is definitely going to be at the World Cup this upcoming competition. I think they qualified. Yeah, no, sure. yes, for sure. Because they, yeah, no, they, they, yeah, they, they qualified. I, they I see did. their matches. They eliminated for the U.S. Cup. a couple the last World Cup or the one before. They no, the one in Brazil. Yeah. Yeah, we, we lost we lost that matchup to Belgium and Brazil, and they they shat on us. They absolutely <laughs> did. I show Bob looking motherfucker. Yeah, do you think this Champions League win is putting Real back on the map, especially the first major win without Cristiano Ronaldo? I think as Champions League, it's always great to win a Champions League because obviously that's one of the big trophies that you always aim for. Um, is it all, you know, we're back to what they were? I don't think so. I think Real Madrid got lucky in the aspect of the wor- like the worst team, one of all the worst teams. Like, we, they just got lucky because they know how to finish. They have a striker. They know how to score goals. But I don't think it was... A Champions League where, oh my God, Real Madrid's walking in, kicking ass, and just waiting for an opponent, you know, for the final. Like, they walked in. Like, every match, they either played extra hard, you know, got got the lucky touch, or just at crucial time just showed up and, you know, do what they do. But I don't think it was a major moment in where they're like, we're finally back. I I, I still don't see it yet. Kind of sucks that they didn't get Mbappe either, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. so that they could keep that dominance. Yeah, I'm sure I he mean, was I watching from the stands, yeah. laughing. I don't, yeah, I don't. I don't think we need him to be honest. <laughs> I don't think you need him either. <laughs> I don't think you do. 
let's keep well, that money and actually build a team. <laughs> well, sucks for Liverpool. Wish I could be sad for you, but I'm not. Hey, and, Manchester um, City won as well. What the fuck? No, fuck them. Fuck them. Yeah, dude, Matt, Matty, Matty wants to reshuffle the cards. I don't. I don't want this timeline. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna take my ball and go home. That's right. Fuck that. <laughs> fuck that. All right, so I got to put you on because I know this is something that you want to participate in at some point. And, um, you know, the meme wars, as you know, were initiated uh-huh. on the podcast probably like roughly around a month ago. Mm-hmm. And I know it's something you always want to participate in. So one of the big ones that I'm definitely going to put you on for is uh, this something that I brought to your attention that is influenced by two comedians of the 1990s and they share great significance being from sketch comedy in their backgrounds also having you know significant stand up in their you know resume yeah. But you know they're fantastic comedic movie stars that are essential to you know yours and my childhood. Um, there was something that pit Adam Sandler against Jim Carrey on a Snapchat bit last week, and it was it was pretty funny on how they were comparing the two's resumes and their accolades and you know what they accomplished in their careers yeah. right yeah yeah um in in spoiler reference this contest choose chooses jim carrey for you know a lot of different reasons um from what they chose jim carrey on i didn't necessarily agree with i do believe jim carrey is a more well-versed star compared to Adam Sandler. And yeah, I know you're just wide range. Jim Carrey has a wide range. He does serious roles, comedic roles, children's movies does, you know, he has a, a couple. Uh, well, I don't know. Does he have any misses? Cause I could count a lot of hits. I'll tell you one thing. Jim Carrey has been a thriller horror film, and Adam Sandler has never been in a horror yeah. thriller film. Yes, that, that like, Halloween, whatever Netflix movie doesn't count. Uh, Hotel Transylvania is a kid's film. And, yeah, there was, no, there was another one, uh, Halloween Hubby, Halloween Huey. Oh, yeah. Oh, I didn't That was more like comedy that. stuff. That was like Netflix movies, too. So I didn't even watch that one. Actually, uh, that was. That, was that, looked, that looked dumb. <laughs> no, actually, I think that was that was out of all the movies. I think that was like back to its you know original type of comedy. The one like Netflix a, special that Sandler did was uh, Sandy Wexler, which I found absolutely hysterical, with, especially um, for the time frame that it happened. And it was it was it was I found it hilarious. Nobody else uh, found it as funny as I did. <laughs> um, but Jim Carrey. He even lost his mind to how ingrained in comedy he was. Yeah. Jim Carrey, like I said, plenty of movies you can name that he started in and him alone has, you know, made the movie with his jokes, his personality, the way he is, the way he 
brings the characters out. He's he's very talented. But I'm gonna be bad enough for Adam. Focusing on a concept firsthand for this show is that who supplies more memes on the internet between Adam Sandler and Jim Carrey? And go with characters. It it doesn't matter with the characters. It's just like, like Lloyd from Dumb and Dumber supplies enough memes alone. The Grinch. Second, set. Yeah, there's the the Grinch memes are undefeated. They always come around for Halloween. Ace Ventura gifs and memes exist. Yes. Um. There's one more. Oh, anything with the mask the is mask also sure, there. Yeah. yeah. But like, you know, signatures of Adam Sandler's in Happy Madison between, you know, his two successful films that his studio is named after with Billy Madison yeah. and Happy Gilmore. Yeah. Those have memes alone. Yeah. Then there's Waterboy, which also has memes and uh, hilarious gifs. Yes. Um, there are signature memes. I've even seen totems of little Nikki. Yes. A lot. Popeye's chicken. <laughs> Get in the flask. <laughs> Get in the flask. <laughs> but like that, that's all I could think of. I mean, I could go on and on. There's not, with not a lot of Jim memes. Carrey, but, though. Yeah, but there's not a lot of memes, but this movie, I I consider it my top three. Adam Sandler is Eight Crazy Nights. Eight Crazy Nights is a good film, especially animated, and he did like a lot of voices, Whitey and all them. It is definitely good. Which one's better, Happy Gilmore or Billy Madison? Oof. Damn, I personally I want to say Happy Gilmore only because that was the first movie that I saw, and then I saw Billy Madison. Yeah, no, that same thing for me. Actually, I saw Happy Gilmore first before I saw Billy Madison. Uh, I quote Billy Madison more, probably more frequently than Happy Gilmore. Yes, only Happy Gilmore's only certain occasions where you can drop a line from there and use it well. But Billy Madison's a little bit more free, freely with it. Yeah, I think TV would be also losing his shit. That hey, uh, Shooter McGavin, come on. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we're, we're talking down on this boy Shooter. Uh, who's just as like he's a he's a meme alone. Like yes, yes. Shooter McGavin is a meme, dude. (laughs) (laughs) I I gotta give credit where credits due, but Jim is really you know more animated, and you said so yourself. He definitely has a lot more range because. Not to shit on Adam, but like if you count his range with the high pitch voice that he always told like this, yeah, then like that dismisses a shitload. Yeah, oh man, I, I, I think the memes from uh, Uncut Gems, Uncut Gems, was um. You know they're kind of underrated as well. I mean, yeah. like that's that's a great film that even doesn't have to do with comedy. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's, it's absolutely fantastic. Mm-hmm. 
And, you know, there's a shorthand list of films that Adam Sandler has that are, you know, serious films. Hell, I even count Click, not even part of that. Like, Punch Truck Love. Yes. Spanglish. Yep. That one and Uncut Gems are like, you know, the serious highlights of him being like, you know, somewhat serious. You know what I mean? But. God, a tearjerker is uh, Big Daddy. Big There's Daddy. There's even Click. news with that one, too. Click. Christopher Walken is more significant as a man <laughs> than that film. Also, I think Adam Sandler does well when he has someone else on the film with him. Like, he works good with another actor, whereas Jim Carrey can take the film by himself if needed no that's true that's absolutely true look at the ensemble of Mm grown-ups and the sequel where you know there's a great deal of energy between sandler and the ensemble that he's a part of right yeah yeah the only other time jim carrey is you know anywhere near that caliber is when he's a supporting character in Anchorman too. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, like that's true. That he, is true because every he, other movie he, he carries a movie. Yeah. He really yeah, does. He does. He does it by himself. Really. I mean, look at the Grinch. He only had the dog. Yeah, he only had the dog. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hi there. No, but I get it. Like that's yeah. the difference between. Adam and Jim. See, Adam had a lot of that experience with those people right. when they, they were players on SNL. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Jim, Jim didn't do it, right? He did living in living color. Jim, you know, um, that's one of the things that Jim holds over Lauren Michaels' head is that Lauren didn't pick Jim Carrey and he wound up on In Living Color because of it. And he was even on a different sketch show in Canada. Before oh yeah, he, that's true. Yeah. I remember. I remember he started some, doing something in Canada before he came here. It it was a hilarious, you know, just as funny sketch show. Mm. Um, it and it was very creative. It's it's like whose line was like you know more character oriented. Okay, okay. Like character- it was very improv worthy. You know, yeah, what I mean? yeah, yeah, for sure. I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head. Also, um, Jim Carrey in uh, Kick-Ass. He was a supporting supporting actor. Yeah, but that's, that's the thing. That, that ensemble isn't you know as critical. And he actually hates that character. <laughs> like, he really does, dude. He hates how he portrayed that character. Especially with the political climate of what, you know, the United States. That's the major difference. I mean, like, you know, Adam Sandler's American and uh, Jim Carrey's Canadian. He's flappy little mouth. Things that that also are irrelevant. I mean, I promise you Jim Carrey is probably, like, worthless in any sport. And at least Adam Sandler could play basketball. (laughs) Right, yeah, yeah. It's pro- that's probably the justification of it. Like, you know, Sandler and his New York fucking attitude. Right. You'd be like, oh, we'll shoot it out, buddy. Come on. Yeah, we'll shoot it out. <laughs> for real. We're going to have to let, you know, Facebook decide 
on uh, this when we drop this episode, what what they think is better between you know Jim Carrey and Adam Sandler. If they don't pick Sonic Two, Jim Carrey walking out this podcast. <laughs> See that there you go. He literally reloaded us with more memes, another, right? As Doctor Robotnik, another he really meme. does. <laughs> I'm about to go load up uh, Sonic 2 now because I just got Paramount Plus. Oh. Yeah, is, dude. Adam Sandler could live on the river, could live in a van down by the river, but Jim Carrey's Robotnik. Bruh. <laughs> <laughs> Don't disrespect Chris Farley like that, man. Come on. Rest in peace. He's a legend. He is a legend. Hi, mate. Um, thanks for filling in for uh, TV this week. You know, it's, the TV it's good, to, list, it's good to let you out of the <laughs> shed every once in a while. Every once in a while, you got to get a little bit of air. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Boy, it sure is hot out, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a hot one. Yeah. <laughs> it, it is. It is a hot one. So <laughs> Tell me how hot it is, Wally. <laughs> we record this episode at the end of May. 31st, 2022. This is episode 69. Ayy. 69. Nice. 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 That's nice. the name of that episode. Nice. Nice. That's probably that's the the No, dude, that's that's actually perfect. Just call it nice. People will get it. They'll get it. Nice. People will get it. That's 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 absolutely phenomenal. This is the show. This is the show. <laughs> Well, or take us home, Jaime. Well, everybody, go ahead and uh, make sure you follow the Twitter, ETV Pod. Make sure you follow the Facebook, Estoril um, TV Pod. You know, I'm getting tired of you posting memes on my profile when you're supposed to be posting memes on the other one. TV, I know. Facebook. It's, it's, listen, it's. I, when I hit share button, your name is like the first one that pops up. So I'm like, yeah, you're supposed to put it in the Facebook group. <laughs> That's what you're supposed to do. Not yeah, on my job. wall. Share yeah, with the community. Job. One job. That's I'm that's your job. job. That's how you get you know gold stars of the shed. Listen by sharing the memes to the Facebook group over <laughs> over my Facebook page. It's what's really more important. Listen, shout out Manny Hatake and Sailor Luna for giving me scraps while Matt, Maddie's not looking. They like. Provide me scraps of food. <laughs> and then Manny goes, who fed Jaime? Who fed Jaime? Yeah, for real. <laughs> You're going to end up eating Riza's food, too. God damn Riz, it. Riza gives like a, get, throws me a bone and be like, get it together, Jaime. <laughs> Follow us also on Instagram, Pod. Uh Find us on Tumblr, estrotvpodcast.tumblr.com. A lot of memes on Tumblr, folks. A lot, a lot of memes. Definitely a lot of memes. Email us, estabrotvpod at gmail.com. Definitely Just give us you know, some likes. stuff. Yeah, for sure. Definitely submit a story where you hate your genitals win. Because uh, <laughs> that's definitely a good topic for you know the podcast. Uh, it's summertime, babies. So you know, definitely going to feature some more guests that definitely said they had interest to being featured on the show who knows maybe Jaime could definitely you know fit the mold but like you know that's not it's, kind a, of it. it's hot girl Jaime summer better watch out oh dear god <laughs> this is a, this has been ETV pod <laughs> we'll catch y'all next week
now. <laughs> yeah, he's he's definitely putting it overtime with Hello. Well, I'm I'm gonna take over the show and be TV for t- uh, for the night. You're gonna be TV for the night. Um, yeah, listen, I put the face on me, surgical mask on it, <laughs> precision <laughs> cuts. <laughs> the f- the full Hannibal Lecter. All, all the way. All the yeah, way. I'm going for the Oscar. Full Hannibal Lecter. I'm going for the I'm Oscar. Going for the Oscar. <laughs> If if uh, I'll settle for a supporting cast, <laughs> best supporting role, best supporting actor, and and the Academy Award goes to not TV, not TV, not for TV for being here. Listen, if that's the role TV podcast gets a nomination for any type of award, I don't want TV to be there, and I just accept it on his behalf. I know there is a podcast award. <laughs> I know it exists. Uh, I just never um, looked into them before. Uh, watch, watch it. Like we get nominated for like everything, and then we just don't check the mail. So like, it already passed. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> what do you mean we won? <laughs> what the fuck is this? It comes in. It, <laughs> it comes in an undisclosed package. What the fuck is this? <laughs> what the hell is this? What is this? What is this goddamn box? It's a twenty percent off coupon and like a, a half broken statue. I <laughs> may explain yourself. What did you get us into? <laughs> I didn't go to Cannes Film Festival. I so I submitted it. Listen, I I, I was editing it and I submit that's the Road TV pod and you might get a couple calls, Maddie. <laughs> you might get a couple calls. calls. 